Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Wendy Papazan. Guys, we're on number five of our six-part money series. If you haven't listened to one through four, please, please, please go back and do that. First one's on finding your financial freedom number. The next two are on habits. And the last one, we spent a lot of time about, a lot of time talking about uh, investing in probably our number one asset, which is real estate. So today we're going to do a deep dive into some other assets, including the stock market, mutual funds, index funds, all kinds of stuff. So uh, it's going to be a pretty exciting episode. And just as a reminder, uh, we do have a Her Rich Life uh, masterclass that's available on herbestlife.com. We've got a special discount code for Empire Building podcast listeners. And guys, this class is is not like the podcast. It's completely different. So if you're thinking Mm -hmm. like, oh, I got it all, no. Uh, The masterclass is actually seven hours, seven 90-minute sessions where Mm -hmm. we have a workbook, we we do a deep dive into kind of your thought process around money. Uh, We get super tactical. So uh, the discount code is EBP, which is Empire Building Podcast. And that gives you uh, a discount on the price. And then also you can get a net worth bundle in there for another discounted price. So let's dive in. I love it. Yeah. So we are going to start off with uh, probably the most commonly known um, option for investing in the stock market, which is something called a 401k. Um, A 401k is an employer-sponsored retirement savings plan um, that offers... uh, significant tax benefit. So you can invest in the 401k uh, pre-paying taxes, which is awesome. And uh, many employers also, so not only do you get the tax benefit of investing into the stock market, into the 401k, um, but you also, many employers offer a match because the government uh, rewards them for helping you uh, build wealth in um, investing in your retirement. Um, and so many of them uh, will match the money that you invest. And it's it's free. The match is free. So anywhere between um, 3 4 4% match typically. Um, and so a 401k is something that the employer puts on. They do typically have a, a financial manager that manages the fund. Um, ours has done very well. Uh, we've had it now for, um, I don't know, about five years now. Um, it's done very well for both our employer employees and also ourselves. Mm. Um, so 401k is the most commonly common way that you can invest in the stock market mm-hmm. through your employer. What yeah. do you know what you use for your, for your businesses? Cause we use something called guidelines. So those of you that are small business owners and mm. you're thinking like, oh, cause this, you know, we just started a 401k a couple of years ago. And it had been on my goals for a while, and it was like ridiculously easy to start. <clears throat> it, was it is kind of surprising. Yeah, it was like, pff, well, pff, why why have I been doing this for ten years? But we use Guideline, and um, it was really easy to set up. The lady came and chat chatted with us all about it, and there are some compliance things that you have to look into mm-hmm, and make mm-hmm. sure you're. But once you get it set up, it's it's actually pretty simple. So if you don't, if you're not doing it for your employees, and you believe that uh, you want to offer 
uh, honestly, uh, you want to be more competitive with a bigger company mm -hmm. with your benefits. Yep. This is a, a relatively easy and expensive one to do. So, and especially if you've got young people, you know, you got young people on your, on your, in your teams and, and in your organizations, it's a great way to start them on their mm -hmm. investing path. Yeah. And if you have yeah. this available in your company, like definitely contribute to the max that you can for your 401k. I think the annual contribution right now is 22,500, I think if that sounds right, um which is up mm -hmm. from last year which was 20,500. Um and uh you can do if you're over 50, you can do a catch up in 2023 which is you can put an additional 7,500 in there too. Whoop whoop. Um so um if you haven't considered the 401k, you know, I would definitely say that's like a great one to start with. Um, and a book to read more about that is, um, that breaks down a lot of this is called The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. Um, and it's just, it's a really easy to read, very simplistic way of breaking down how a lot of this works, which is really cool. Um, but if you don't have a 401k, there's a lot of other things you can do too. So the next one we're going to talk about is the IRAs. An IRA, an IRA, an individual retirement account. And just to give you guys a little history on the 401k and the IRA, and I'm probably going to get this all wrong because I'm kind of spitballing right now, but IRAs and 401ks started because it used to be you'd work at a company for mm -hmm. 50 years and then you'd get a pension. And they would yep. say, mm -hmm. thank you for working here for 50 years. Here's your watch and here's your pension. That happened to my mm -hmm. mom, actually. She gets a pension from her company that's and awesome. it's that's pretty rare. That is, yeah. That's pretty rare to find that these days. So the government created these uh, tax advantage programs for employers and for individuals so that mm -hmm. they wouldn't end up with a lot of, uh, you know, people who are destitute in retirement. So that's that's the background behind it. And so in IRA, there's a couple of things. There's, there's like four of them. I think the two that are most well-known mm -hmm. are just the traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. Yep. And uh, with a Roth IRA, you contribute after-tax dollars, but your money grows tax-free. And you can generally make tax and penalty-free withdrawals after the age of 59 and a half. So what that means is, is you get paid, right? So you've already, you're already paying your tax on it on the low end. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the idea is, is you're going to put this money in, you're going to invest it and in 20, 30 years, that that's going to be worth a lot more money. So you're actually saving a lot in taxes because you're because you're paying your taxes on. Let's say you put in a thousand dollars, you're going to pay mm -hmm. taxes on a thousand dollars to the government, and then it grows to in 40 years, it's worth fifty thousand dollars, and you're not, and you don't have to pay the taxes on fifty, you only pay it on one. So like, what? That's incredible. Okay, thank you, U.S. government. Um, and so that's how that works. The traditional IRA is, is slightly different. Yeah. And I think the big difference between the two is really just the timing of when you have the tax advantage. So a traditional IRA, you deduct contributions now and pay taxes when you would start withdrawing the money. So, um, which is more, uh, like traditional type of living, right? You're paying taxes as you get, as you get the money. Um, while uh, Roth R IRAs um, allow you to pay taxes on contributions now, and then when you withdraw, you're not paying taxes on that money because you already uh, mm -hmm. pay taxes on it. So those are the two differences when someone says Roth versus traditional um, is really just when um, when you get uh, the tax advantage. Yeah. 
And, you know, when you're trying to figure out like what what IRA to choose, something that we like to think about is, is you really want to think about your annual income and your tax bracket. Because when you are in retirement, you're, the odds are that you're going to be making less active income and you're going to be making more income that might be like tied to uh, dividends or bonds or like long-term interest. And so your tax bracket's going to look different than it you will You know what, Seychelle? Not our listeners. Not our listeners. I know. Our listeners are going to just be ballers. I know. They're going to be mean, banking the whole time. I With a lot of businesses. All of us, <laughs> all of us dolls. We're going to be living in our house together. I mean, yeah. There's going to be a be lot making, of active income too. So let's talk about yes, like the yes. average American, the average not our empire person. builders. Yeah, which is not the yes. listeners. Not our empire builders. <laughs> but if you are thinking but if you had about a friend your, who was curious <laughs> about it, for instance. Then you might right. coach them. An more. average friend. Yes, yes, an average friend, <laughs> not an empire builder friend. <laughs> so it's interesting though, because like Roth IRAs, you, you kind of like, you... you I would say you earn out of that. Like you're, you have income eligibility restrictions. So unlike a Roth IRA, many of our empire builders are going to have income above what allows you to invest in the Roth IRA. So in 2022, a single person um, has to have a modified adjusted growth income of less than $144,000 a year. Um, and uh, contributions start phasing out of income, um, like with income, I think around 129,000. And married couples, it's 214,000, and contributions start phasing out at 204,000. So if you think you're going to make more than that, well, then you might want to look at a different IRA because, or max it out until you get to that income level, and then you need to look at a different type of an IRA um, in order to be able to continue taking advantage of those IRA tax benefits. Um, and they, you know, increase every year, usually we don't say forever, but like a lot of times that then income amount increases. But if you're thinking you're going to be making way over 200,000 for a couple or 144,000 as an individual, well, then you may want to look at some of these other IRAs as an option for you. Yep. And just so you guys know, the annual contribution is $6,500 a year or $7,500 a year. For most of you, this will be a small part of mm-hmm. probably your total your total wealth. But hey, why not? Just yeah. go ahead and do it. We, we just Take max advantage it out. Of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you're self-employed, you can get what's called the SEP IRA, which is a simplified mm-hmm. employee pension IRA. And that allows the business owner to contribute to their employee's retirement as well as their own retirement. Mm-hmm. And if, if you are choosing to do a self, self-directed self IRA, um, you might want to consider um, extra investment in maybe the Vanguard index funds, uh, which we're going to talk about index funds here in a little bit. Um, but that's something that you might want to consider in terms of where you are putting it. I believe in self-directed IRAs too, you can also invest in real estate with those, can't you? It's a little bit more complicated, yeah, you but can. I think you can as well. You actually can. Yeah. yeah. And then you have dollar cost averaging, which is uh, also known as DCA. And that's an investment strategy where you buy investments in smaller amounts over time instead of one lump sum. Um, And doing so, you're minimizing your risk of crashes. And so you're kind of spacing out instead of just huge chunks at a time, you're more spreading out your investments as well. So that's an option too. And then make sure you're paying attention to like the fees associated with the investing too. So if you guys want to sound smart and like, you know what you're doing with your, with your money, 
Yeah. Uh, you use the phrase dollar cost averaging a lot because I just think it's just, whenever you say that, I'm like, wow, she's really smart. Thank you. Uh, another thing. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you meant that towards me or not. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, every time of I, I listen, it for you. Uh, Every time I listen to Empire Building Podcast, which is every Monday, right when it drops, uh-huh. um, I say, wow, my friends say it's so smart. That's so smart. Every time. Yeah. So yeah. smart. That is, so smart. that is my mission in life. No, I'm just using <laughs> She's the Well, you package. have accomplished it. <laughs> yeah. Because not only you're smart, you're also really a nice person too. Well, yeah. thank you. I'm just going to put those in my pocket for later today. Oh, you should. Okay. So uh, Sarah touched on this, but the next thing we're going to talk about is mutual funds. And actually Ooh, yeah. index funds are a kind of mutual fund. And what mm-hmm. is a mutual fund? Well, so when I um, started investing in the stock market, I thought I would put $10,000 in Apple stock. Wow. Was I lucky? Okay. Mm-hmm. I I just lucked out. That turned into $176,000 about 15 years later. And I could have been very unlucky, Right investing in individual stocks is quite risky. And mm-hmm. so 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 people realize that because the whole idea of the stock market is is businesses are literally leaving the stock market every day. They're leaving they're leaving every day, new join, they leave, they join, they leave, they join. There's this like sifting and winnowing that happens. Mm-hmm. It's like a microcosm of the I guess US economy. And so Investing in an individual company is risky. So at some point, somebody said, hey, why don't we bundle a lot of companies together and we will pool a bunch of investors' money and then we will invest in a bunch of, you know, maybe it could be it could be 50 companies, could be 100 mm-hmm. companies, could be 500 companies. And that way you spread the risk out. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with one company, if it goes out of business, your stock goes down to zero. But the chances of 500 businesses, I mean, honestly, 500 businesses, the S&P go out of business. We've got probably bigger, bigger problems. problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. There's like aliens bombing us or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just mitigates the risk, right? Because you're investing yep. in a lot of different companies at once. And then there's, you've got actively managed funds, which are typically mutual funds. So there's a financial advisor there who's saying like, hey, I'm going to pick this fund, this one that's doing well. They're analyzing the data and they're going to just try to beat the market index um, by by using data and and their knowledge. The problem with that though is is you're paying for someone to manage it. So the fees can be can be pretty high there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I learned I shared on in the last one, you know, it took me many years to invest in the stock market. Um, and mm-hmm. the book, Simple Path to Wealth, um, which we mentioned earlier, is what really helped me understand this concept and what made me feel safe. Like, I remember it was only like a year and a half ago or two years, we opened up our E-Trade account um, after we, both George and I read that book together mm-hmm. and invested $10,000 and um, we invested it in an index fund um, because the book explaining it like the the truth is like Wendy said you know all of the businesses in America the chances of them not doing well mm-hmm. you know it would be a disaster it would be something far disastrous more than just the businesses not doing yeah. well but when you combine the economy of America all of the businesses into one fund you know 
America wins, right? Meaning like mm-hmm. businesses will get figured out if you combine them all together. Yeah. And so um, that's what an index fund is. It's a passively managed fund. Um, and it simply tracks a major stock market index like the Dow, the, the Dow Jones um, or the S&P 500. And so um, the first one that we did was BTSAX, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, by Vanguard. Um, and we bought that through uh, E-Trade is when we when we invested uh, for the first time into the VTSAX index fund. I think That's of awesome. it as playing the saxophone in Vermont, if you're trying to remember that. Vermont, S-A-X, like VTSAX. Oh. That's how I remembered it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have helped I, me. I, like I, I, I looked it up it's a hard. million times before putting it in. <laughs> like, are we sure? I'm, am I sure this is the right one? I know. Well, and it's yeah. you guys are so smart in talking about safety and numbers when it comes to the stock market because ultimately buying individual stocks, y'all, like unless you're going to become a day trader and this is going to become your job and you are going to study this, and I'm sure several of you out there are really, 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 really smart. Um, but I think if you're considering, do I invest in individual stocks versus a fund? Like, I think you're really asking the question of like, am I either a gambler or not? Um, because I think if you're doing individual stocks, that's really like gambling. You cannot control the outcome of these businesses and it's a crapshoot. It could become an apple. It could become some of the crypto that's gone to zero recently. So, you know, it's, you just don't know. Um, so for me, the investing in stock is not my day job. Um, I have lots of other things I want to spend my time doing. So taking this and making it a investment vehicle strategy of investing in stock, um, is something that an index fund or a mutual fund can give you a little bit more security and peace of mind in investing in. Yeah. And it can be fun to do that, invest in indiv- yeah. individual stocks, but just think of it like going to Las Vegas where you're like, you know what? I've got 500 bucks that I'm yeah. okay losing. Yeah. Right. I'm okay yeah. losing. Okay. So then you've got bonds. Okay. You got stocks and you got bonds. You guys have heard of bonds your whole life, but you're like, what's mm-hmm. a bond? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Why would I care? Okay. Bonds are something you should know about because they're actually increasing in value right now. Yep. But essentially, when you're buying a bond, you're lending money to an entity, whether it's a bank or the government or a business. Mm -hmm. And companies issue corporate bonds, whereas local governments issue municipal bonds, right? A lot of times you vote on them in your Mm -hmm. local elections. You're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. in Austin, we're always paying for extra roads because we have so much growth. And Dallas school bonds are crazy. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Those crazy, crazy Dallas school bonds. I know. And uh, and then also the U.S. government issues treasury bonds. Okay. Sometimes mm-hmm. you've heard of them as treasury treasury bills, T bonds, T bills, all that kind of stuff. They're all mm-hmm. just debt instruments, right? Um, yeah. And what happens is is while the money is being lent, okay, you actually you're loaning it to the company, to the bank, to the U.S. government the lender gets interest payments, right? So I'm the I'm lending it to the bank. The bank is saying like, thank you for the money. I'm going to pay you some interest on it. And then once the bond matures, right? That is, you've held it for a certain amount of times, usually a little bit longer, six months, a year. It's, it's not something that's can be, that's usually very liquid. Um, you get your principal back and then they're taking that money typically and they might be loaning it out like a bank might loan it out to another lender or the or the or the US government might be lending it out to to somebody else 
I I love this. And like bonds have not been like a sexy topic for a long time because our interest rate with the Fed has been at like zero. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. that the Fed has raised its interest rate, bonds are actually like there are some bonds out there between like four to five, you know, like four, four and a half percent return and yields. And then you have your junk bonds that are as high as like 6% right now, which that's like unheard of in the bond world. The other thing I learned, so if you're, if you're further along in your investing journey and you're looking for more predictable, steady, stable income, like this is something that can give you that. And there are actually bonds that can lock in for five or 10 years too, which if like the bond market will go back down when interest rates go back down. So this is something to consider if you're trying to create a more predictable income and you're okay with a lower interest rate, but a steady, stable one, this might be something to seriously consider. The other thing I recently learned, because we've just been on a very deep dive bond journey, um, is that (laughs) a lot of bonds actually um, give you... (laughs) Oh, um, deep you're, dive bond you're journey. such a nerd. Deep dive <laughs> into the bonds. You seem land. like you're Y'all, so. You seem, like, you seem so cool <laughs> on the outside. Like everybody <laughs> looks at you. They're like, she's oh. such a sharp dresser. She seems like she has a lot of friends, but really, you're a huge nerd. I'm extreme nerd. I I geek out, huge. especially when it comes to like the wealth building stuff, y'all. Huge geek alert. Like okay. you want to grab a glass of wine and, and like wealth combo all day. <laughs> that is like, that's like a sexy talk to me. I'm like, yes, that's so great. <laughs> okay. So, but to finish my nerdy bond talk though, a lot of these, um, a lot of the interest that you get is tax free. So while you might in the stock market make money and that is like dividends and your tax on your dividends on it, a lot of the bond returns are actually tax free, which if you're at like a 35% tax rate or a 20% tax rate, all of a sudden this 4% you're getting back and it's also tax free with some of these bonds. Research it, make sure you're looking at the right ones. But that's kind of cool because it's an added extra, you know, 20 to 35% that you would be paying taxes on otherwise. So I just wanted to throw that out there because that, I think it gives a little like point in favor for the bonds with them being as high as they are right now and they won't be forever as to why you might want to consider it. So there is my bond nerdist for you. (laughs) I love hearing about your bond journey. (laughs) That's awesome. It's not bondage. It's bond journey. Just so we're I just bought a sexy sexy bondtalk.com for you. I should have bought that. That, that's going to be my new alias when I teach. You go to Sexy Bond <laughs> Talk, you can find me and all of my contact. That's info. awesome. <laughs> She's well, a Bond think, girl. Yeah. I am. Both, both bonds and um, the last thing we're going to talk about today, which are CDs, are both very safe investments, mm-hmm. meaning uh, the risk is minimal. Um, which typically means the return isn't as, uh, mm-hmm. as high, uh, True. typically. Um, and so you got to watch with inflation and things like that, but it's, all, it's, it's safe. Um, so CDs are a certificate of deposit, um, which is a very, uh, low risk investment. This was, was my granddaddy's favorite investment. I learned about this, uh, as a little girl through talking with him. And um, it's money that you give uh, to the bank for a predetermined uh, amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so it could be um, one year, it could be five years, but it's predetermined. And mm-hmm. you will end up getting your money back plus a predetermined amount of interest. Um, and then of course, the longer you're giving the bank um, the money, uh, typically the higher interest rate uh, you will get. And so it's a great um, investment tool for uh, saving money, 
Um, especially if you're wanting to, um, you know, we were talking, I was in a mastermind last week and we were talking about our war chest, right? Our, our savings war chest, uh, for if worse comes to worse. And a lot of us were talking about putting that in a CD, uh, because it is safe, uh, for long-term saving of money. Um, and it's also FDIC insured up to, uh, 250,000. And so you can rest assured at night that that money is safe. Um, but it isn't the number one tool to build wealth because it's low risk. So so the interest rate Mm -hmm. is typically lower and you will not beat inflation with, with CDs. Um, It's a great long-term saving tool, but not a um, necessarily build your wealth tool, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, guys, today was another exciting episode on our money series. If you thought today was great, uh, and if you think our podcast is great, uh, give it to a, send it to a friend, right? Just who, who yes. could you send, who could you share this podcast with? Who needs with? to know we about bonds right now? You should share it. We're literally a hundred percent business by referral. <laughs> we make no money. You guys, you guys, you guys might think, wow, those glamorous stars of the Empire Building podcast, they must be raking it in. Well, guess what? We just do this because we want to help you guys. So if you've got somebody who's maybe struggling with money, right? They don't know anything about investing. Please, please, please share this series with them. We would really love to go out and uh, help a lot of people. So today we talked about um, we talked about uh, different kind of investment vehicles focusing on stocks, right? We talked about a four hundred one k. We talked about the difference between a Roth and a traditional IRA. Uh, we learned about mutual funds. Sarah told us all about uh, index funds. Uh, and if you guys are feeling confused about the stock market, highly, highly recommend what she said, which is to read The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Mm-hmm. Collins. I read it two times yeah. during the pandemic and definitely changed my view and everything about the stock market. It just simplified it, just made sense. And then- yep. um, and then we learned all about how sexy bonds are right now. Um, we've got our sexy bond girl here, aka Seychelle <laughs> VP. And, only while uh, they're hot. Then, only while they're hot and high. <laughs> and, then, and then we learned about CDs. Uh, and so, guys, investments are the way to wealth. Okay, you cannot save your way to becoming right. wealthy. If you think you, yep. if, you if you think you're going to do that, then you're wrong. That's it. You're just wrong. You're not going to be able to do it. So go ahead uh, and and take the leap, right? Think about maybe what's one investment that I can research, learn about, and move forward in 2023. And then go out there, continue to build your big business and uh, an even bigger life. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye, guys. Just a reminder, you guys, as we are running through this awesome wealth building and money series with you, we just want to give you a quick blanket reminder because our friends at Keller Williams and the legal team would thank us for it, that we are not financial advisors, CPA, tax advisors, or anyone that is tied to your individual finances. So if you are wanting more information about this, these are tips, ideas, tactics, and ways in which you can build wealth. But always find a seasoned professional that is a seasoned professional in this specific field that you're needing help with to assist you in your finance, tax, or wealth building journey.